Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 11 and 37 through 45. O give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, of his miracles and the judgments he has uttered. O offspring of his servant Jacob, children of Jacob and Abraham, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He is mindful of his covenant forever, of the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. Then he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and there was no one among their tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for covering and a fire to give light by night. He asked, They asked, and he brought quails, and gave them food from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the wealth of the peoples, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 30, verses 12 through 22. For thus says the Lord, Your hurt is incurable, your wound is grievous. There is no one to uphold your cause, no medicine for your wound, no healing for you. All your lovers have forgotten you. They care nothing for you, for I have dealt you the blow of an enemy, the punishment of a merciless foe. Because your guilt is great, because your sins are so numerous. Why do you cry out ever over your hurt? Your pain is incurable. Because your guilt is great, because your sins are so numerous, I have done these things to you. Therefore, all who devour you shall be devoured, and all your foes, every one of them, shall go into captivity. Those who plunder you shall be plundered, and all who prey on you I will make prey. For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, says the Lord, because they have called you an outcast. It is Zion, no one cares for her. Thus says the Lord, I am going to restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob, and have compassion on his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt upon its mound, and the citadel set on its rightful site. Out of them shall come thanksgiving, and the sound of merrymakers. I'll make them many, and they shall not be few. I'll make them honored, and they shall not be disdained. Their children shall be as of old. Their congregation shall be established before me, and I'll punish all those who oppress them. Their prince shall be one of their own. Their ruler shall come from their midst. I'll bring him near, and he shall approach me. For who would otherwise dare to approach me, says the Lord? 
and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. The Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 36 to 43. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. After Jesus said this, he departed and hid from them. Although he had performed many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And so they could not believe, because Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, so that they might not look with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved human glory more than the glory that comes from God. Good morning and welcome to the second Wednesday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 105, Jeremiah 30, and John 12. And uh, the last three days we've been reading Psalm 105, which is like this um, retelling of the story of Israel um, from Abraham through uh, the Exodus and um, uh part of the wandering in the desert. And um, then Jeremiah, um, the weeping prophet who um, was called to preach destruction to his people, um, his own beloved people, and they wouldn't listen to him. And so we watched the destruction of, of Israel by, I, be, I think, the Assyrians. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, and then finally, John, um, Jesus tells them, while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. And it talks about how um, the the people didn't really believe in them, in part because the Pharisees, um, they were afraid, um, even some of the authorities, that they would be put out of the synagogue if they believed in Jesus. Um, And they went to a synagogue that was led by a Pharisee that didn't want them to. Um, and it closes with this line, for they loved human glory more than the glory that comes from God. And it's not really, it's not glory. Speaking of those who were afraid um, of being put out of the synagogue, um, what they wanted or what they, they sought or what they desire more than God is to be approved by by other people. They wanted to not rock the boat. Um, And in that sense, it's not glory so much as it is um, stability, I suppose, or the status quo or, you know, something like that. It's not really glory. I'd really be interested in, it probably is the the Greek word for glory, Um, but um, it's not exactly the way we think of it in English. Um, if you're afraid of doing something because of the because of retaliation, um, it's not that you really seek glory; it's that you seek agreement, conciliation, unity. Um, that you don't want to endanger the status quo, even if you see the status quo as being wrong or uh, 
flawed or something like that. Um, and so insofar as that is the human glory, um, God's glory um, calls us to challenge those, um, you know, the, the norms and, and expectations of the world if they are harming other people or if they are um, self-interested and fail to um, be, you know, uh, places, if, if human communities fail to be places where um, God, God is glorified by their being the presence of justice and peace, um, then it is to God's glory to shake those communities up. Um, I think of uh, you know, in the United States. I was um, researching last night, actually, for the for my next book, God is a Grunt, and um, I, I I still have to find it. But um, there's this saying or or understanding or, or claim um, that America wasn't truly free until it was made free by the civil rights movement, demanding that America live up to its own ideals. But so long as people are not free, so long as they are deprived of um, God's glory, which includes um, you know the freedom of worship, it includes um, you know justice and peace um, and um, and fairness. Um, so long as that is not um, within reach of the American people. America is not truly free. Um, it hasn't lived up to its own ideals. And so I, I don't know if it's just a, a short saying or if it's just this idea that's kind of been advanced in a number of different places, but I, it seems compelling um, that we are not the city on the hill um, until everybody um, actually is allowed up to that hill. Um, because, you know, the city that excludes people, the nation that, that deprives, the, the democracy that deprives its citizens of liberty and justice um, is not free. Um, and to, to shrink from the responsibility of challenging it is, in the words of John's Gospel, to seek human glory rather than God's glory. The glory that comes from God um, is... Uh, rests on those communities where love and justice and mercy and compassion are all um, commonplace, um, that they don't exist in the shadows, under the carpet, you know, something like that. Um, so God's glory um, is where people are not afraid of retaliation. Um, and it is human glory, it is human um you know, validation or or recognition or privilege that um, keeps people in fear. God doesn't rule by fear. God rules uh, with mercy. Uh, and so um, whether we like it or not, um, there are some uh, that God has blinded their eyes and shut up their ears um, so that they can't see and they don't hear and ultimately don't understand um, what God's glory is really about. Um, you know, I think of um, Bull Connor in the South during the Civil Rights Movement. 
Um, I think of uh, Johnson and Nixon when they escalated the Vietnam War. Um, you know, the the inability or the unwillingness <clears throat> to even, um, you know, it's it's essentially a, uh, shutting down the capacity for compassion and empathy. Um, that is what it means to have a hard heart, um, is to not be able to look upon members of your community uh, that are living in fear, um, fear that that you yourself have caused. Um, that is what it means to have a hard heart, whether you're a Pharisee, a religious leader, a political leader. Um, that's, I, that's one of my deep, I guess, fears is, you know, you don't know if God has hardened your own heart. Um, and you don't really get a, a say in the matter. Um, but I think the very, uh, the very, that fear itself is a protection against having a hard heart. Um, and it isn't that God rules by fear, like, um, but that, that I think now I find myself thinking about Paul and, um, you know, not wanting to say that the law and, and fear and commandments have no place, but that that is not the, uh, that isn't the central, you know, governing principle um, I'm not afraid of having a hard heart um, because of what a hard heart will do to me. I'm afraid of having a hard heart because I want to love God and I want to love other people. And I won't know, um, you know, I will be ignorant of those ways in which I am maybe ruling by fear or I am, um, uh, I've lost my capacity for compassion or empathy. Um, it's like what they say about the sin against the Holy Spirit. If you're afraid, that you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit, then you probably haven't. Um, but at the end of the day, um, human glory is not just self-interested and self-aggrandizing. It is also the desire to get along just to get along, um, to, to see that the boat needs rocking and to not do it because you, maybe you benefit or maybe you're afraid of what you lose. Um, God's glory doesn't prioritize comfort. It doesn't prioritize injustice. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't protect injustice certainly. Um, and so God calls us um, to be the kind of people um, that do not rule by fear. We may feel fear ourselves, fear and trembling and awe of the Lord, um, but we don't rule by it. Um, we are people who. Um, show in our, our, not just our words, but also our deeds, that God loves not just us, but everybody, um, and that God's love calls us to um, let go of all those things that we cling so tightly to, um, that keep others less fortunate than us in fear of what they might lose if, if, if they find themselves on the receiving end of uh, our own you know, judgment or, or discompassion. A prayer for the whole human family, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. 
Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all cultures and genders may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.